We want to talk about faith. We want to talk about uh, politics. We want to talk about race. We want to talk about pop culture. Literally, everything, everything, everything is up for discussion, and that's what rich culture is about. About, about, about. Brunch Colton. Brunch Colton. Brunch Colton. Brunch Colton. Another week of good old Brunch Colton. How you doing, Lisa? I'm good. You know, I'm 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 very blessed. After you know, hey, I've been, yeah, oh, I've I feel been, yeah. Randall has shaded me on off air. Um, I didn't shade anybody. I just said I'm just speaking. The truth and telling it like it is you know that's all i'm a i'm a truth i'm a truth speaker that's what i am a truth teller mm-hmm. Man, I, I just know. tell the truth you know that's fine you know we shade people I, I people say i shade people so i could take it if i'm being shaded well that's good you're a good sport if you can't you can take the heat so you in the kitchen is that what it that's because they say if you can't take the heat, then stay out of the kitchen. But since you can take the heat, then you in the kitchen. So you're in the right place, right? And it's fine. I've been getting shaded all week. So, you know, cool. I'm good. I understand. You know, <laughs> I can take it. I got thick skin. I'm from the school of hard knocks. Done oh. Ave. Man. Oh, wow. Yeah. Done Avenue. Gotcha. Well, so <laughs> I guess... Dunn Avenue taught you to stay strong during these hit NBA finals, huh? <laughs> Hater. First of all, it's two and two. <laughs> two and two. We neck and neck. Right, but what happened? What happened to last night? You, you. Well, you know, sometimes I feel like, you know, Brian has to give Curry hope. Curry's oh, okay. new, you know, to this whole finals ordeal, and oh. you know, Bron's been here a while. He wanted to just give him hope, but we, you know, we we just playing the game because we need to give the viewers entertainment. If we had a that's sweat, what entertain. It wasn't okay. a really good series, but the NBA needs it needs more viewers. It, it equates to more money. You know, it's all oh. about the drama of it's strategy. That's what yeah. it is. That's what yeah. you're saying. It's strategy. Yeah, well, at least you're still back. a loyal fan. Yeah. I, I'll give you that. At least you're still a loyal fan. But just to correct, you, you're not a fan of the Cavaliers. You're a fan of LeBron James, right? Is that what it is? Wherever he goes, I go. So right now, oh. I'm with <laughs> the Cavs. You thought, that, you thought this out, too. Like, you got to play shoes. No, wherever he goes, I go. Like, you this is like you got a contract with him? Did you sign a yeah. contract? Can y'all... It's, it's, it's more of a loyalty thing. A loyalty thing. Yeah, it's a loyalty we, you know, well, I honor loyalty. I think that loyalty... I thought you were about to say something. No, you know, I'm not going to say anything, Lisa. I am not here to talk about people and their situations in life. And I I support... If you're happy, I'm happy. That's all. That's what it is. I support your happiness. And if LeBron James makes you happy, <laughs> this relationship that you have with LeBron James... No, no matter how consistent or not it is, I just support your happiness, Lisa. I think, that, you know, I'm proud of you. Shay, anyways, you know, we're we're good. We're gonna move right along uh, to our scroll. <laughs> Um, this wasn't on the scroll because obviously it wasn't watched enough to be a trendy topic. But I wanted to talk about it because I watched it. It's the new Lifetime TV show, Preach. It's a reality show about four, it follows the lives of four so called prophetesses. Um, and if you know what, if you're in the church world, you know, prophetess is somebody speaks on behalf of God, um, which is a very serious, very serious endeavor. Um, but I think these people are lying um, on the show. Uh, what bothers me, they they have, it's like 
uh, kind of, it follows the lives of the so-called prophets. And then they have these, follows the lives of the protégés and the their mentees and people who actually want to be prophets. I don't know, it's weird. And so um, it just seems like these protégés are being manipulated and I really don't like to see people being taken advantage of, especially when you put God um, as the as the reason why you're manipulating them. Like one girl was like, "Don't leave me, prophetess. I need you. I need like you're you're my everything. You're my wisdom and all this stuff. You're you're everything to me." And I'm like, "Girl, just go pray and read yeah. your Bible and go to a regular church." where it's not like this weird stuff going on um, <laughs> and you'll be all right you can live you don't everything in your life doesn't have to be sitting around one person giving you a word from god you can actually do that yourself um just crack open the bible and you could go to a, a, a church and that can happen you don't have to be mentored by this quote-unquote prophetess that is obviously taking advantage of you in this way and manipulating you. So that, that yeah, that's what that's why I couldn't pay attention to that show. Like after I seen the clip where the lady was like blowing on people and they just fell out and then she ran up and like chest bumped some dude and knocked <laughs> him out. It was yeah. She called herself I, the Beyonce of of preaching. And if people don't see a problem with that, I <laughs> think that you you know. With all due respect, Beyonce, I just don't know that if you if you are supposed to be have power from God, I'm not sure that you need to relay yourself or connect yourself or aspire to be the Beyonce of your industry. It just don't make sense to me. Um, you know, I, I yeah, I couldn't pay attention to that show. I was not. <laughs> I, I couldn't do it. It, it it's crazy and. Yeah, but big ups to you for watching it. You keep us updated. We'll probably, we should do like a segment that is like the preach update where you can kind of like update the listeners. I don't think I could take anymore. Well, maybe you should listen because you might be able to help them. You think you'll be able to, you know, maybe if you watch enough, maybe season two, you can like be featured as somebody, a mentor for the mentors. I don't want to be, I don't want to be on reality TV in that way. I do it like a reality TV for brunch culture where where you're like, you know how like the Steve Harvey show at one time had a reality TV show that documented their uh, radio show. Well, okay. That's something that I would be interested in. But the whole like other side. You don't want to bump chest with nobody. You don't want to chest bump. I I just feel like that stuff when people are extra like that. I just, I don't know. I just I need you to not do that. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, yeah. I can't. I can't deal with it. Nah, I feel you though. Well, in, in other positive good news this week, uh, I don't know if you guys, I'm a fan of real R&B music. And to me, it released an album, which is great. It was on first listen. I listened to it. I was going to buy it anyway. So here's the thing about me. I'm the person that even if I don't like newfound i used to buy albums a lot back in the day then i you know discovered that i can just listen to music uh through like google all access or these streaming services so i started listening to it through there then i found out artists don't make money and i support real music so usually r&b music i'll buy so even if you know i don't think the album's gonna be do, do, do that good or i don't like you just because i want you to like win and be great you know i spend my little ten dollars or twelve dollars or most of the time it's 9.99 to buy your album so I was planning on buying the album um, anyway, and I listened to it, and it was really good. And to me, it was pretty consistent. She has a great voice, and she brings real R&B, and this album was real, real R&B. So shout-out to Tamia for a great album. If you guys don't have that album, you should check it out. Go get it. Um, and also, shout-out to Luke James. I listened to Luke James' album that came out actually September of last year. And I know I'm late, y'all, that are Luke James fans. Don't go in on me. But... I do like R&B. I heard a couple of the tracks from his album. I was just not sure how I felt about like a whole buying the whole album um, because I didn't want it to be, you know, I didn't want to get it and have like all these high expectations and not like him as an artist. I think he's great. He's got a great voice, but his album is is honestly legit. It is real R&B. It's a couple cuts in there that's kind of like R&B slash pop, but you know, you kind of got to 
I mean, not heavy pop, but you know, a little, a little bit of it. But <clears throat> yo, he has a um, great voice. He actually has a song on there. He has his own rendition of the song "Stay with Me" that was done by Sam Smith, and he kills it. I'm yo, I'm there for this for that song, y'all. So if y'all don't have it, get into it. I didn't even know um, Tania <laughs> was on first listen. Man, yeah, I, re- I I hate I missed that. Yeah, I'm an R&B fan. I'm real R&B. Real R&B. I got uh, my favorite, I think, um, radio um, channel for Apple is Carl Thomas. Yeah, Carl Thomas. Okay, okay. All right, Lisa. You know, I thought she was gonna say somebody lame. No, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna lie. I thought she was gonna say something like, I don't know. Meet me at the South Side. I thought that song was so stupid. I was like, wait, Lloyd, what songs is Lloyd saying? And he's like, meet me at the south side. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> All <laughs> right. You, you remember your daddy something don't like me? Or something. I was just thought that song was dumb. Your daddy don't like me? In the south side, you remember? Ashanti? I, I don't remember that. I remember the song, but I didn't pay attention to it. Like, okay, I didn't. that was the Ja Rule era when every song he had was hot. And then 50 Cent came and took him out. Yeah, Ja Rule makes good. Ja Rule actually has this song. I, it's on, um, I think, Rule 316. or what it, I, It's on one of them albums. But it's called Lost Little Girl. Yo, that song, I just, I like, number one, I like the beat. But then the song actually has, like, a, a good message behind it. You know me. I'm kind of like a, I'm a lyrical dude. And I like songs that actually have meaning. Now, I, I, I'm into mindless stuff. So sometimes I need some, like, mindless music that whatever is just, like, turned up. Yeah, Ray Schremer, I got that album. I bought that album too. You got it? Yeah, like I bought that album. Honestly, the album, if you take the album for, no, if you take this album for what it is, which is like some catchy, catchy hooks, some good beats, and just some mindless music that you just have a good time with, or if you just like in, you know, a good space and you just kind of ride not for a road trip. Ray Shrimmer is that album. Like, if you you kind of going to sleep and you need to, like, stay up to just be thumping, Ray Shrimmer is it's the business, yo. And when you go to, I went out in D.C. like a week ago, uh, and they played, like, six songs from the album in this bar that I went to with my friends. Like, it's, you know, it's it's it's, it's a good investment. No, I'm just flat. Nah, but it's, it's, it's actually not that bad. It's, like, a good album. If, you know... Not don't buy Ray Shrimmer thinking like you finna like get a message and you finna be moved like you know no offense they good artists but yeah it's not it's that's not gonna happen but, you know if you take it for what it is it's good <laughs> and you're quiet so I think you're judging me yeah I am judging you that's why I'm quiet uh because I can't believe that Randall has purchased Ray Shrimmer as much as you talk about you hate mindless music but you know we all. We all do things, you know. That's fine. I'm not judging you, Randall. Look here, it's you. You get into the album. I it, when we next time we together, I play the album for you. You can be like, oh, that's good, mindless music, you know. I listen to it when I get on the when is the when is Google All Access? Not Google All Access. The uh, Apple thing come out that um, June 30th. June 30th. That's when I'm getting it because I'm not getting Spotify. I'm not getting a uh, title. But I'm getting this Apple because it's free for three months. Now, I might cancel it after the third month, but I think I for the th- free months three. Free. Rude, so, You know, don't judge me. I like to save money. Um, and I'll buy albums that I think are good. I buy singles, though. You know, you know my thing with that. The last yes. album that I bought was Jagged Edge, and it was garbage. And that's because it Okay, so we're gonna move on to the next topic so that I don't shade Lisa Lisa's music choice. Um Jagged Edge is the best R and B group. Better than one twelve, but we're not gonna go there. <laughs> Live, Randall. I need to get some water. Oh One Twelve had Cupid though. I'll give them that. So one twelve had more than Cupid. But um you know what? I'll if if that's what you believe, if you think that Jagged Edge was a better group Hey, go for it. I'm one twelve was always the baby, boys the man, and boys the man was that group. So, you know, 
there's no arguing that. Like, you're not going to tell me that Jake and Ace was better than one. I mean, boys and men. So, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, they went. And sometimes. But, um, yeah. Oh, so, moving forward. So, uh, the judge, <laughs> a judge ruled that there is probable cause for charges to be brought against the officers and the Tamir Rice, uh, the killing of Tamir Rice, which is positive good news that I think everybody, you know, was was excited about um, <clears throat> to, to have a sense that some sort of justice will be served. If you guys don't remember or don't know, Tamir Rice is a 12-year-old uh, kid that was shot in Ohio um, by officers. They were, they came, they came up they they came up to the scene. They saw Tamir Rice. He was he had like a toy gun. They came out and they just immediately got out of the car within like three seconds and just shot and killed him. Um, and then there's this big thing. His his mom and his sister came to try to you know get to his his dying body and the police like restrained them and wouldn't allow them to get there. So it's just this whole ordeal and we're finally seeing some traction. Big shout out though to the community and to the activists in that community um, that apparently according to uh, this one article, Democracy Now!, they said that the community found a um, some a law that's in Ohio that allowed for them to petition the judge directly to have charges drawn um, and have the, the judge review it. Uh, so <clears throat> I'm just glad to see that, you know, some, some actual justice is getting served and some work's being done. So big up to uh, the community and the activists in that community that's making that happen. Yeah, big up to them. It's it's very that's very positive news and very good news um, in that case. Um, in other news, obviously, if you haven't been, if you're probably sleeping under a rock, if you don't know about the McKenzie, Texas um, police situation, um, Randall was bringing me up to speed. I saw the video late. Um, I had a lot going on this weekend, so I missed the entirety of what was going on with the police but i just couldn't i didn't understand like i couldn't wrap my mind about around why these kids were getting um treated like criminals and they didn't do anything to have this happen to them the um the white children were saying that um the police were called after altercation between um these women who were doing um, saying racial slurs um, at these black kids and the black kids kind of stood up for themselves and it caused um, some kind of altercation but it's, it appears from what they said that the the white woman actually threw the first blow to cause all of this and when the cops came they just went after the black kids and that's just really um, saddens me because I'm like, man, we are in 2015 and we're still sometimes in the 60s in our mindset. So it's just painful to watch. Yeah, and it's really sad though because it's it's at this point you can't even say like I can't believe this to happen in 2015 because things have happened in 2014, 2013. It's just unfortunate that these things are still happening. And the thing that pissed me off, and I wrote, you guys can check out our uh, blog, the blog post that I did on brunch culture's website but the one of the things that disturbed me the most was knowing that on social media this girl would be drugged uh through the mud by people that believe that she got what she deserved because she quote unquote disobeyed the cop by continuing to talk to him by not fleeing the scene not leaving um or going across the road after he told her to go across the road or to get out of the way or what have you um but to just for people to think that it's okay at any level, for any person, for a police officer to handle that girl in the way that he did, it's ridiculous, it's sickening, it really speaks to the issues that we really have when it comes to uh, black people, when it comes to, honestly, just people, like humanity in general, but particularly the humanity of black people. If you don't see that this girl that's 14 years old, no, couldn't have been no more than 100 pounds, slim girl in a bathing suit is being slammed to the ground, drugged by her hair, you know, told to put her face in the ground and she's crying and screaming and he takes his weight, the weight of his body, his knee and pushes it into her back. And for somebody, I don't care what race you are. 
to see that and not take issue with that, not have a problem with that, that not disturbed you, that this is a baby, that he's handling this way. And then to have her, the, the, the black men, the young black men that were there that were trying to explain to him, like, you know, stop, not doing it, that, that he shouldn't be doing that, and to have him draw his gun on them. And then we hear people again say, we don't, why, like, why does Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matter? Well, we can clearly see in this video that started the video, it was, there weren't just black kids that were out there. There were, all, there were kids from all races that were out there, but somehow the black kids were the ones that were told to sit on the ground, or the, the black girl was the one that was struggled to a ground, struggled to the ground, and nobody else had to endure this type of stuff. And then it's it's at the end of the video, the officer tells the two boys, well, I know everyone else did wrong, but you were two to get caught. <laughs> so you don't, you, you're saying this, but you don't realize how you pick the two black kids. Like, you, you can't tell me that you, that nobody else that you can get to, it was only the black kids that you can get to? Come on, man. You can't, like, you can't, you can't really believe that. And the, probably the most unfortunate thing as well was seeing the guys, these big dudes, this one big fat dude sitting there not doing anything. Like, acting as if he only calmed him down when the police officer drew his gun. And I guess in, in an effort to say, like, we don't want to have another killings on our, a killing on our hands so we can cause an issue, but you don't have a problem with the way that he's treating this girl. It was just it, the whole video. Like, I honestly, when I watched the video, I cried. Like, I was so disturbed. I had to reach out to one of my advisors um, for, from, like, undergrad and a couple of my friends and just kind of, like, get some encouragement. Because I'm like, yo, this is a thing. And just like clockwork on social media, if you disobey the cop, then you get what you deserve. You can't tell, You can't disobey the cop and expect them to play nice with you. Even if she disobeyed, she if she talked back, she didn't put her hands on him. How does that warrant him like taking putting her hands on him? But if you see a parent chastising their child, physically beating or hitting their child, then you'll throw that parent in jail for child abuse. But you think that it's okay for a police officer to treat a child like that? It's it's crazy. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Yeah, it's no excuse for it at all. And you know. Uh, one of the uh, one of the people were saying, "Well, he was emotionally um, out of whack." Well, the people he hurt, I think, were emotionally more emotionally out of whack than him. But those people don't matter because they're black. <laughs> well, from what I read, black lives still matter. Um, so I've got to keep pushing it, Randall. Just keep fighting a good fight. That's it, because it it clearly is not stopping anytime soon. Yeah. So in the main dish, we is it the dish or the main dish? Did we say? I thought it was we, the main dish. We didn't say. I we don't. Yeah. I, when we, I say main dish, I think of Chris Brown main shit, and that's fine. Anyways, um. Wow, the star and she listens to guys. Uh, Chris Brown is a genius. Singing. You heard that new Jamie Foxx? You changed me. I like that song. This is the state of R&B listeners. Matrimony <laughs> with what... Wale is dope. That's one of my favorite songs right now. With Usher. I actually do like that song. No, I, I was like, wait, wait, wait. No, I, I know that song. I like that song. I bought it. I, I did that song. I'm not going to buy the whole CD. You're not going to buy the album. See? Yeah. I go. don't like Wale like that, but I like that song. Jerry. Wale is good. I... I, I can I can rock with you. Rock. Should be encouraged by Jerry Seinfeld talking about marriage, how it's scary. You're never ready. That I feel like that should make you want to commit to marriage. Oh, okay. It had no effect on you at all, did it? Not not a piece of effect at all. But you okay. know, let's talk about Rachel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Rachel Dalzell, is that it? Is that how you pronounce it? Um. It's D O L E Z A. Isn't it Dolas? Isn't it Dolazol? That's what we'll say. Let's say Dolazol. We can. We're gonna, you know, sound it out. Okay, that's cool. You know, I checked out in sixth grade grammar or whatever. Um, wow. 
Okay, so she is basically pretending to be uh, black. It's funny because I, I've never seen a white person pretend to be black for long periods of time. Like you see like dear white people, people pretend to be black at a party or something or, you know, just to act black. Well, I guess if you go in the hood, it's always that one white person that act black, but they don't say oh, they're Lord. black. Not acting black. Oh, we going back to stereotypes. I'm sorry. <laughs> we did a whole show on that. But That's okay, go ahead, Lisa. You 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 say your point. That's all right. Connecting, using urban slang. <laughs> That's how I want to clean it up. Um. So, but she's actually had her whole identity. She's actually checking black on government forms. Um. She actually might get investigated by the government because that's illegal to check the wrong um the wrong color on the form uh but she's checking african-american and she has two white parents um and they basically exposed her she's trying to separate she separated herself from them but she married a black man um from her picture in uh as a teenager she looks very white uh, but she has been wearing braids she has a little uh, more natural looking um, hairstyle. And in addition, she went to Harvard. I mean, Howard. I'm sorry, Harvard. Howard for her master's and majored in African American studies. So, I mean, she's well in touch. She's also a NAACP chapter president. Um, so, she's well connected in the African American community. Um, so, I mean, you know, she's doing a lot for us. But I I just it's weird to me. It's it's not as breathtaking as the um last week when I saw the Caitlyn Jenner on the Vanity Fair cover. But this was kinda I was just like, Wow. Oh, okay, that's different. Um, I'm not sure what the motivation is behind it, but apparently she wants to be an African American. And I mean, you know, say it loud, you black and you proud. You know, I'm, I love my race. Um, wouldn't want to be anything else. Uh, Amen to that. Yeah. So this whole thing, um, I, I'm not really sure. I've, I saw the internet, of course, blaze, go blazing crazy about it. And some people have take like strong opinions against it. And again, I'm not, I don't necessarily have as much of a problem with her portraying to be black. And I think it's only because when I'm as I as I consider it, she she's not a person that's portrayed to be black from the, from what I've gathered. She's not portraying to be black to make a mockery of um, it really is because I think from, from what it seem, appears to be that this allows her to have some sense or some remnants of an identity. Um, listening to I've read a couple different uh, articles and posts about her. And it seemed like she has had an issue with her parents and she's disowning herself or disassociating herself from her parents. And um, I, I'm, I don't really get, I'm, I'm not understanding why she would want to do this, but I think there's, there's some people that are saying that I think this is the same thing as like blackface. And I don't necessarily feel that this is the same thing as blackface. I don't, I don't, I'm not even upset that she wants to be black um, because I'm not seeing how that has exploited black people. I'm not seeing how in some sort of way she has offended or hurt the community. It sounds like from everything that I've gathered on her so far and read about her. And of course I didn't know about her prior to this situation, but it sounds like everything that she's done has been to support and to uplift the black community. Now I was reading that there's some sort of scandal, basically her saying that somebody put some hate mail in her mailbox and you know they're saying that it's it couldn't have happened and it that i'm i gather from the one piece that i read that it's something that she fabricated now the one thing i will take issue with is that if she's portrayed herself to be a black woman and she's done this in a way to kind of in what would make people think that she's crying wolf so she if she were to if she is you know, taking a position of, hey, I'm a black woman, so I've had to, I've experienced these injustices, or, you know, I've done all of these things, and she, in actuality, all actuality, she hasn't, and that was just kind of like a ploy to, you know, promote her own agenda, or to promote her own success, like, that's, that type of thing, I can't, 
you know, I can't support. I'm not, I'm not there for her doing. But I, it's, I think it's interesting, though, seeing people on social media go in and say how they compare what she's doing to blackface. And I'm not quite sure, and maybe I don't have all the facts. If somebody can correct me, I'm, you know, I'm here for it. But I'm not, I don't see how what she's done has not helped the black community. Um, with her portraying to be, to be black, I'm, I, but I will tell you, I don't understand like why she's, why that, you know, like, I think that's what I want to, that's, that's the question I want to, I want to get like, why, what made you think that you had to, or why did you want to? And like her parents, I was reading the statements that her parents said, like, you know, she was raised in a, a in the black community um, amongst the black culture. So I'm assuming that it's something that she admired or liked or felt like she needed to, for some degree, assimilate to. Um, so I can kind of see maybe possibly why there, but, you know, I just think it's important for you. It, she, I think she could have been just as effective, if maybe not more effective, because she's going to get respect from people that would just write her off as just being a black woman by just being, you know, authentically who she was and saying that, hey, I am a white woman that wants to support the NAACP or wants to, you know, promote equal rights or promote and support and, and be in support of the black community. I think she could have been that and, you know, been herself without having to make this change. And I think she would be more effective, actually, as a white person advocating for black people on behalf of black people. I think that was in a very powerful message and kind of set a precedence, um, especially being a, a, a white chapter president. Um, maybe she could have thought maybe I wouldn't be able to get that position had I not been um, black if she had have been you know herself as um, a white American um, but it, it would have really been powerful to see a a white chapter president I don't I have never seen a white chapter NAACP president now I'm not familiar yeah, I was gonna say no. They exist. Like that's that's not yeah, that's not new. Like so, people, white people having positions in the NAACP and supporting the NAACP is not something that's new by any means. So I, I guess for me, it, it becomes you know I I don't really get why she would want if I don't think that it doesn't make sense in my brain that this would be something that she would need to do. Um, in order to, to, to obtain that position. Because if you are the person that is best fit for this position, if you are the person that can move this entire group and, and this, or this chapter in a way that is going to fulfill the purpose, why wouldn't you be? You know, I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't see that being a major deterring factor to make her say, well, you know, I want to be black. Um, and it sounds like this is something that she's been she's done for a while and she's been doing for a while. She's been living her life as a black woman for a while. I think it would just be really it's really interesting. It would be interesting to see her take on it and see her response. Um, I know in watching the video, she definitely it made her uncomfortable. It's not something that she wanted to talk about uh, when and when she asked and interviewed about it. And she said, like, I don't understand your question. And I think it was really, she was caught on the spot and it was one of those things, like, I don't know how to deal with this. This, this untruth, um, has been exposed. And even if, you know, these people are, they're, they're saying that they're her parents. So I'm assuming that they really are. Um, but it, I, I don't know. I think the whole, yeah, I, I mean, because she hasn't come out herself and said that these are my parents. You know, I'm actually not a black woman. I actually am a white woman or whatever, you know, I'm whatever race. And she hasn't confirmed it. So I'm like, okay, well, you know, let's wait till she confirms it. But I think it's a, yeah, it's a really interesting thing. The thing that is even more bizarre, of course, social media, uh, the hashtag acts racial. If you haven't seen that, you clearly have not been nowhere near your timeline because it's everywhere and while i'm you know slow to laugh at some of this stuff because i'm like <laughs> ah, not slow to laugh. yeah i want to get the facts some of this stuff is just outright hilarious yo i can't and as you know as ignorant is as it as it may be to laugh not 
having all of the facts, this is definitely, um, yeah, these, these memes are hilarious. The Axe Rachel, and Twitter, Twitter does this all the time. You know, Twitter really goes in, but people literally are, like, asking. So there's, a, there's one meme that says, like, it's seven o'clock on the clock. What are you in? And then it says like it has like a list, like a multiple choice, and it says ask Rachel. There's so many of these dang old memes. I, I see that one right now that says if someone puts their hands up on your hip, what is the appropriate response? Hashtag <laughs> ask Rachel. Number one, I dip. Number two, you dip. Number three, we dip. And number four, all of them. All of them above. See, that's it. <laughs> the other one though, which was the one that took me out. So there's a picture of. Alicia Keys, Jay-Z, and Lil Mama on stage. And it says, which one of these people don't belong? And it's hashtag Axe Rachel. And I think it's so funny, though, because, you know, Lil Mama's sausage video came out, which is a whole other thing. And people have been talking about it. A lot of people, you know, Lil Mama's on the scene. So the fact that somebody made this meme and asked, like, which one of these don't belong, I just, seeing it, it's just, it's hilarious. Yeah, and I, I mean, people are so fast, though and creative like yeah. it just hit and then like in 30 seconds it'll be a meme and like i'm like do they have another internet where they getting stuff after social like, media has made life fun yo <laughs> social media really has made life fun and that's and you know that's they why we want a whole another series of superstars but these memes if nothing else came out of this racial situation we had some laughs today um people are comparing her to caitlin this whole if Caitlyn if if Bruce can feel like a woman you know Rachel can't it's just it's a lot it's interesting I don't think yeah. I don't think it's this I wouldn't make the parallel uh, to me it's just completely different Bruce never denied that he was ever a man um, so it's just you don't have enough information to make the parallel in my in my opinion um, to say it's just it's you can't I don't think it's a, a wise parallel to make. It's not enough information. Um, I get how one can say that, but I don't think Rachel is saying, Oh, I used to be a white person and then I felt like a black person and that's why I became a black person. It could be just she's just lying. Yeah, I, I mean, I I don't think that they're the same thing. You know, I mean, you know, of course, people are trying to make it funny, so it is what it is. Maybe they don't think it's that serious, but it's clearly not the same thing because this is a person that's saying like I've kind of fought through struggle and tried to suppress this feeling of who I really am and my true self for years, and this person that chose and decided that hey, look, I want to be black. That's not the same thing. Those two parallels don't. Yeah. Moving on to the next meme. Um, <laughs> so there's one about potato salad, which is kind of inaccurate. So you know me, I'm, I'm I'm the person that like I only laugh. I only think it's funny if you actually have the facts together. If there's like some obvious flaw, then it's not. So it says, wait. So this woman pretended to be black for 37 years. This that's the part don't make it funny because she wasn't trying to be black for 37 years, and pulled it off? Question mark. Nobody tried her potato her potato salad though. And I think that's so that's so funny though because one of the things like. You know how people get certain foods we're not going to eat from everybody. <laughs> Some foods are just like, uh-uh. If my mama don't make it, uh, my auntie, uh, you know, I don't even... Some stuff is like my sister can't even make because I'm just like, you know, you ain't you don't got enough experience yet. Yours is probably not bad, but you don't quite have the experience to make it like somebody I know. So, like, my but mama... Is it, is, it, is it only black people can make potato salad, though? Isn't that a racial thing? Like, you know, saying... Acting acting black and acting white. Is that a racial thing, you think? Is saying that black people can make potato salad is a racial thing? Yeah, because it's like... The meme is, is, is implying that only black people make good potato salad. Well, I mean, it's like a, I guess it is like a, it's a, it's a funny of a, hey, like, you know, we make the best, we make the best potato salad. I mean, I don't know. I ain't never tried, uh, what's that lady's name? Potato salad. What's she, it? Uh, she got in trouble for saying the N word. Paula Dean? Yeah. I feel like she can make good potato salad. And she's like, <laughs> I don't, it, it, for me, it's not even about you being white. I don't eat other black people potato salad. There's certain foods I just don't eat for people. 
Cause and I, I especially when people be like, oh, you know, my mama can cook. If you real skinny, and you tell me your mama can cook, and your whole family is skinny. I don't believe that your mama know how to cook. And it's just that's it has nothing to do with your race. It has everything to do with your appearance. I'm sorry. <laughs> if your mama could cook that good, somebody in your house would be big. It's funny though, cause my sister, my sister's actually pointed out to me when you look at our family portrait, like early on when before like my mom and my stepdad got together my mom started really you know they started like battling each other and trying to cook the whole family was slim you look at us now everybody like you know plus size and above and i when so when one of us say like oh my mama or my stepdad can cook for me it's like yeah you look at the family portrait those people can cook <laughs> like it's real well, i don't know because that's deceiving because i've seen some people now that that i'm not uh, by any means i'm not saying all big people can cook or all big, i'm not saying that i didn't say it at all but what i am saying though is i'm a little skeptical when a slim person come by me talking about i know how to cook a mom can cook i the whole family's getting no nobody and if somebody like worked hard to lose weight then i can understand but y'all none of y'all ain't big nobody has ever been big but you telling me your mama can throw down in the kitchen yeah i'm not sure that that's true that's that ain't it. Well, you know, that is a good way to measure. I never thought of that. But uh, I'm going to use that as my measuring rod for cooking next time somebody tell me they could cook. You got, I'm telling you, you got to be skinny people around here talking about, they, oh, I throw down, I throw down. They, you throw down so much you don't eat your own food. That's the, that's the problem. Well, maybe they throw down on healthy stuff. You know, because some people know how to whip up some healthy food. Yeah, I mean, you know. Sauteing some spinach ain't hard at all. <laughs> Asparagus and grilling it and barbecue. It's a, you know, some people do it, but you know. That takes, that takes a lot of talent. Oof. Shout out to Rachel for being being who you are. Being authentically you. Um, well, yeah, she didn't do that, though. But, you know, well, the jury's still out. You know what? I'm going to give this lady. She hasn't come out and said, so I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt. Maybe, you know. Well, you keep trending, Rachel, because it's about all the fame you're going to get. Um, Dang, that was rude. Well, you know, I'm sorry, Rachel, because I killed your dream. You could be you, <laughs> you could be the next president of the United States. I'm, I'm sure this qualifies as a scandal that kind of would throw a wrench in that. But, you know. <laughs> in all seriousness, though, seriousness, though, like from again from what i gather and and i, I keep saying from what i gather because i haven't done like extensive research beyond what has been posted about her but it appears that she really has done some great things for her community um and with the naacp and i'm all down for that honestly if you black right white blue or green if you are a part of a movement that is helping you know a group of people that don't have the same opportunities as someone else, or you're just helping to elevate everybody's minds and you're working towards, you know, the mission of the NAACP, I support you. And I, it doesn't matter what color you are. I think you can do that being black. You can do that being white. You can do that again, being blue, green, whatever it is, you can do it. Like, so if that's what she's done and that's her merit, I personally don't have or take an issue with you know, this whole thing, I, if there's like, because I, I read one post where somebody was saying like, you know, there's a lot of deception uh, that came in there and she was able to get to some some levels. And again, I haven't verified all that stuff, but if she's been able to get, you know, one up over somebody else because she portrayed herself to be black, then I'm, you know, I can't support that. Like, I, that's, that's, just, that's just not right at all. But if she's a white woman and she's just the president of the NAACP and she's doing the work of the NAACP, why would we have a, I, why would I have a problem with that? You know what I'm saying? Cause it's not the work of equality. The work of social justice is not just a black thing. It's a everybody thing. So the fact that a person is there making it happen, Hey, get it done. The work is out there. As long as you're getting it done, I'm for it. Yeah, and right now we're just gonna trade um, her with Raven Simone, and um, that should really set us. That should really even the playing field a lot. Um, but we're gonna toast and um, toast and roast. You ready, B? I was waiting on Beyonce to come. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. 
So this week for Toaster Roast, um, I'll kick it off. I have a toast. Well, do you want me to kick it off? You want to go? You go ahead. Know. You go ahead. You already shaded me. You already threw. You already got the pause. I'm feeling real battered. Um, go ahead. <laughs> so I want to actually send a toast out to uh, Mr. Khalif Browder. Um, I just discovered Khalif Browder this past Wednesday, I believe. I saw a video of his that was done by like ABC News on, it was put together really nicely. It was on, I saw it on Facebook and it was a Facebook clip. So this guy, he talks about, you know, him being in New York, him getting stopped, getting arrested and being thrown in jail, having a bail of like some something like $10,000 that his family couldn't afford to uh, pay he was put into prison and he was there for three years. Uh, he was in solitary confinement for, I think, like a year and a half. Half of that time, he was in like solitary confinement by himself. Um, ultimately, he ended up being, all charges being were, were dropped. And this happened when he was 16. All charges were dropped. He was released and just kind of thrown back into the world and expected to live his life again. And unfortunately, on Sunday, uh, I think it's on June 5th, it was, he uh, committed suicide by hanging himself. Oh, wow. Yeah. And hearing his story, hearing, um, you know, him talk about his experience and talk about being in jail. And he said this one thing that just kind of really got to me. He talked about being um, in him being on the train in New York city. And he talks to himself now. And that's just, he said, that's a, that's a result of him being in solitary confinement for so long and having no one to talk to and wanting to, you know, having to try to counter that being in by yourself in a room for so long he started to talk to himself to kind of like keep himself encouraged and keep himself going and hear him talk about that. It, when you see that a system has wronged someone in that way and you get to hear their story, it's really, really disturbing. But the reason I want to toast to this brother is because, you know, although he, 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 he committed suicide and I think that this says that, you know, there was an issue here that somebody should have been addressing. Like when he was released he should have been put into some sort of re-entry program to help him psychologically and mentally because he had been wrong, like wrongfully, you know, sentenced or kept in and not even sentenced. He didn't even have a court date. He was just put in jail for something that he didn't commit, a crime that he didn't commit and because he didn't have the money, you know, to post bail. He had to sit there. Um, so there should have been something to help him re-enter and to get back, you know, into, into the world, into life. But I want to toast to this brother because he was given an uh, opportunity to have a plea deal. Um, and all he had to do was say, admit that he'd committed the crime and they would give him time served for the three years that he was in prison. And he would be able to walk without having to serve some 15 years. If he had gone to trial, if he had gone to trial and been found guilty, he would have to serve a total of 15 years. And this man stuck to his guns and refused to admit that he, he did something that he didn't do. And just hearing there's a this actually came out which i i didn't know about it there's a video that was published that's like on youtube in 2013 apparently he had a sit down with mark lamont hill and he talked about his situation um and again i had never heard this but he says he, he says on the video that like he felt like he had to fight and he felt like him fighting would uh help this would cause a dialogue and would help the system would cause people to you know change things like this he's been wrongfully convicted and he can't get proper representation because he doesn't have the money and his public defender uh wasn't doing what he needed to do for him so really this 16 year old kid is sitting in prison without for a crime that he didn't commit and he has no real support to you know to get himself there so I just want to toast to Khalif Browder for holding his head high and staying strong and sticking to his guns. And honestly, I pray that, you know, God is with that man. And I know it's tragic and unfortunate that he, he uh, killed himself and he committed suicide. But I think that I hope this starts a broader conversation about how we handle cases 
we handle situations like this, how we handle, you know, people getting the type of legal support they need, because that's so key and so important. Oftentimes we see people that have a lot of money and access get away with a lot of things because they have the powerful people on their side. And so I think this should start the dialogue of we us having to get people the help that they need. So toast to Khalif Browder. Yes, toast to him um, and his story. That's so tragic. It breaks my heart. Um, prayers out to his family and friends as they're going through this tough time, um, too. Um, I want to toast. Mine is to Courtney Barnes. Um, Courtney, if you haven't seen the video, uh, the pizza burger phenomenon uh, was hilarious to me. Um, dude said when they asked him about in Biloxi, Mississippi, he was interviewed by the news. He saw an accident with some cops, uh, 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 an accident that involved a cop. And he said the two cars submerged. And I, I was just wondering where the water was. Um, he was trying to use a lot of big words. Um, and I, I don't think he realized the definition. Um, but it was really hilarious. I think that, um, I just want to shout out to him for, you know, He's been doing videos for a while. He capitalized on this moment. Even Burger King retweeted this piece of burger um, thing. They posted. I, they got in on. They didn't retweet. They got in on the trending topic piece of burger. And it was like, why wow, a piece of burger though? But shout out to you, Courtney Barnes, with the green hair and the eyelashes. Uh, K. Michelle. Uh, no, Nicki Minaj told her her, I, I, uh, her eyelashes were on fleet. Um, I guess Nicki Minaj is going blind, but, um, shout out to you, uh, for doing what you do. Um, all right. I, <laughs> that's your toast. So I'm not going to say anything. So this week's funny, good vibes, this funny. week's good vibes. Um, <laughs> our good vibe this week is be yourself. Everyone else is taken. It's, that and that comes from Oscar Wilde. We all hear this all the time, but I think in light of everything that we're talking about, guys, just be yourself. Don't try to be anybody else. Don't, you know, try to make, be yourself. Love you. If you don't love you, nobody else can. Yeah, don't try to be what you think people want you to be. Be you. You good enough. I promise. <laughs> And thank you for listening to another episode <laughs> of Brunch Culture. As always, you can listen to all our past episodes at www.brunchculturebc.com. You can check us out on Twitter at Brunch Culture, on Instagram at Brunch underscore Culture, and on Facebook at Facebook backslash, Facebook.com backslash Brunch Culture, and on subscribe on iTunes by searching Brunch Culture. We're everywhere. Now when you type in Brunch Culture, we're like the first thing to pop up on Google. So even if you just type us in on Google, you'll be able to find hey. it. Ain't that great? All right. Turn up a year, 52 weeks. For real. We do. Yeah. It. Shout out to us. Our anniversary is actually on uh, Sunday, June 14th. We will have been doing Brunch Culture for a year. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, I'm excited. Thank you, Randall. I um, enjoy being on this show with you, even though you shaded me. Um, I'm not bitter about the shade. I took it. And, That's um, what she's talking about. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and remember, y'all, at Brunch Culture, everything is up for discussion. <laughs>